welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey. Welcome to the first new episode of 2023 and happy new year. Um, I had all these things to talk about and they all went away. I don't know. I, I shouldn't even bring this up. If you can hear a little residual uh, grittiness in my voice. I, I woke up New Year's Day. I was out till 4 a.m. New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day <laughs> morning. And uh, I woke up and uh, like five hours later and I out of nowhere was super congested. I, had, I, I could barely talk for two days weird usually there's some precursor to it i felt perfectly fine five hours before uh a little intoxicated but still perfectly fine and <laughs> so very strange but um i've been uh i still hosted the wednesday sh live show for fl teams please go check those out if you like football uh pro football um I was on the Friends of Zeus podcast, I think, for the uh, fourth or fifth time uh, to help celebrate their 100th episode. And uh, the uh, the seventh, uh, luckily, I was good enough to uh, go shoot an episode for the Stories of Paranormal series. Uh, that is a um, web series coming in June. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, science, uh, Twilight Zone type uh, premise. Uh, and I, I liked the role that I played. It was, uh, uh, well, you know, not really done a lot of acting, but it was a departure from uh, what I've done. Uh, so it was very uh, fun and enjoyable. And uh, Kelly Weaver, the uh, creator, writer, director, was uh, super fun easy to work with, um, definitely was a good time, a lot of fun, uh, I, uh, I had, I was nervous, I had some lines, uh, that I had to do kind of with, you know, if you watch the episode, you'll see it with, uh, another actor who I'd never met, but, uh, Michael Thompson, uh, was phenomenal, uh, and very, very cool, fun to work with, and he's very tall, so I'm going to look like a, a tiny little baby on the screen. Uh, so that is, uh, that's also a departure for me. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, that'll come out in June at some point, And uh, it'll be available for two weeks free before it goes uh, to an on-demand place. So if I like how the episode comes out, I'll tell you when it comes out. I'm, I'm kidding. I'll tell you, of course. Um, <coughs> excuse me, then see, I, I told you I was sick. Uh, I won't edit that out. Um, this podcast episode, the season three premiere, according to the cool cats at IMDb is with Christine R Rodriguez and I coughed during her intro. Uh, this was a great episode. We shot this, uh, shot this talking like a, an insider. We recorded this podcast uh back in december before christmas i'm not sure how how early it was in the month of december um i i since have made 
tons of references to people about the episode and said, oh, right, that one hasn't come out yet. Um, so I enjoyed it a lot. Christine was outstanding as a guest, and uh, I, I find myself fascinated listening to her podcast. So I should tell you a little bit about her, um, because... <laughs> like usual. We talk a little bit about her, but we dive into the topic more than anything else, uh, which, you know, I realize listening to other podcasts, I, I, I don't, that can be rude, but you know, I think she enjoyed herself. I, you'll, you'll see, uh, or here. I'm actually going to put a clip on YouTube so you can see video evidence that she enjoyed herself or she is a tremendous actor. Um, she hosts the astrology now podcast. Um, it's a podcast dedicated to sharing the ancient wisdom of traditional Vedic astrology through a modern perspective. Follow along as we discuss the, I'm just reading her show notes. You, you can find it. The link's in the show notes. Uh, and I listened to probably every episode she's done since I originally connected with her and sometime in mid November, probably. And, uh, I enjoy it. I don't understand all of it. Uh, I understand a little more now that I've talked to her, um, but it's a very, I don't, I don't know. There's something uh, very, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's very pleasant to listen to. So I encourage you to check it out if you have any interest, but first listen to this episode, then check it out. Um, you know what you'll love to check out? It's Flaviar. <laughs> this is <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to make my segues the most ridiculous I can possibly do in 2023. That's my New Year's resolution. Uh, Flaviar, this is the club you'll be telling all your friends about. Taste exciting craft and premium spirits. Access exclusive drinks and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila, and heaps of stories to tell. Use the link in the show notes below to get a special discount for being a listener of this fine podcast. Uh, also, this episode is sponsored by Abada. I've been telling you about it for months. I've been making money back, buying stuff I already buy for months. Download the app. Use the link below to get the special introductory offer on your account. And uh, they know that I sent you. That helps me too. Come on, let's let's do it. Just sign up, start saving some money. It's accepted at retailers across the country, uh, local ones, national ones. You know, it, it's super easy to use. That even myself and my mother can do it. Um, so, uh, download the app using the link below. I think that's about it. I'll see you on the flip side. Um, I know there was something I forgot, so stay tuned to the outro and we'll get to it. But in the meantime, enjoy a wonderful conversation with myself and the lovely Christine Rodriguez. All right, everybody, I am very pleased to welcome Christine Rodriguez to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you this afternoon, Christine? I am doing really well. It's kind of cold here in Austin, which is a nice change. So I'm just kind of enjoying the the cold front and seeing what happens with the weather, but I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm in St. Pete, Florida and, mm. uh, which I, interesting. I, I often compare it in my own mind to Austin. Um, cause they're kind of like blue cities and red States 
with a lot of like arts and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, it's a nice, nice environment. But yeah, we I think we're in the 40s this morning, which is really crazy for I think Christmas. I was just looking. We're going to be allegedly 39 <laughs> degrees on Christmas Day. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of excited because Good. I'm a fat, sweaty man and I like <laughs> the cold weather. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that it's working in your favor then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other people get to be uncomfortable while I'm like, ah, yeah, I like it. I'm not I'm not sweating. <laughs> and that's that's even a lie. I still sweat even when it's cold. It's just, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> it's my curse. <laughs> um so your podcast, uh Astrology Now, um, mm -hmm. I listened to more episodes of it than I probably should have because I, I don't want, I think I told you when when we first uh, got in contact and I emailed you, um, I don't know anything about astrology and I want to defend myself in that, uh, in that statement and explain why listening to your podcast, I'm already like, all right, well, this is why I was not into astrology <laughs> and I've, but I've, so I've talked to a lot of metaphysical type guests uh daniel we, daniel we were just talking about the time lord um uh but i've talked to people who sometimes are are wacky and and but a lot of them are very normal and intelligent people uh and the only time i even brushed on astrology was with a very uh kenneth uh statkin i hope i'm saying his last name right um and that was like over a year ago and it was just very brief and he did explain enough where I'm like, all right, well, I'm misinformed about what astrology is. Hmm. I, I think the general public, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of it is the stupid horoscope people or the mm -hmm. coworker you work with or, oh, yeah, of course you think that you're a Sagittarius. I'm like, shut up. I'm not predestined by the stars. I make mm -hmm. my own decisions. Uh, you know, your, your little cookie cutter newspaper horoscope. That says you're going to have a great day if you want to. You might have some conflict. Well, yeah, everybody. That's every day for every person. <laughs> um, so my thought was always like, I don't want you telling me my life's predestined by some astrological sign. And then I realized, oh, there's a lot more than just, hey, everyone who's born in this month is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so I think those people, by the way, give a terrible name to astrology. The kind of like, mm. like real casuals. If, mm -hmm. if that makes sense but the ones who mm -hmm. say they're into it but they really i would say aren't from what i've learned interesting wow that's yeah that's interesting so that i think that's the worst pr for astrology is the the annoying co-worker who's like oh yeah you're just like me because we're both sagittarius i'm like i don't want to be anything like <laughs> you and i don't think i am but <laughs> yeah but you were born 20 days away from me so now we're twins i don't i don't get it yeah um so I, yeah, I've learned through listening to your podcast, uh, there's a lot more to it than just if you're born this month, this is the way you're going to be and you can't yeah. do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you, uh, so how did you get, I don't think I've heard this on your podcast, but how did you start to get into astrology? Like way yeah. back in the beginning? Cause I, I assume you've been doing <laughs> it quite a while given how knowledgeable you are oh thank you yeah and it's like I don't know I I feel that I have this like very serious side of me and so I hope that I don't like 
put a damper on your podcast, but you're also very funny. So I'm sure that if I get too serious, you'll be able to lighten it up. But um, yeah, so I actually got into astrology through someone who is a bad PR person for astrology, who is my mother. <laughs> she's she's a lovely lady. Um, and she, I mean, being being raised, it's like, oh, you were born between this, you know, this date and this date. So you are an Aquarius, you know, like my brother was an Aquarius and my dad was a Leo and like whatever. And so all of us had our signs in the house and um, she was really, really into it. And she, she never got into it in the way that I'm interested in it, but she would notice synchronicities and she truly did notice. Like she would say like, it was so odd. All of my boyfriends growing up were born in this month. And there is a reason for that in astrology. That's kind of like, it gets a little bit more complicated, but anyway, so I, I was introduced to astrology for through her and I was really, um, honestly, I started studying it because I was like, there's no way that this is right. I was like, there's no way that this can be a thing. And then the more that I looked into it, the more that I realized the complexities and just how accurate it can be when you begin to understand all of the layers to it. And so I was similar to you. I was like, there's no way that everyone born in this month acts the same. But then I came to find that's not the way that it is. That's not real astrology. That's just the bad PR horoscope astrology where people don't fully understand the nuances and complexities of the science. So um, I appreciate that you said that because it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it it is. And I'm I'm guilty of, so my ex-mother-in-law bought my daughter some like beginner astrology books. And this was like a year ago. And I'm like, don't, this is ridiculous. Why are you reading this garbage? <laughs> and uh, again, then I learned a little bit more when I talked to Kenneth. Again, this was November, I want to say, of last year. Um, and my daughter appreciated that I touched on that with him. And, uh, actually after I dropped off my son, I listened to your podcast while I was driving her to school. And she, I'm like, I don't understand half of what she's saying. Like the words, a, a lot of the words and stuff. I'm like, do you understand this? She's like, oh yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you're telling the truth, but credit for trying. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of complexity, uh, which again is something I can appreciate. Um, of course, it's confusing to me because most of, of the course. words are like, I don't know what that even means. You right. say a planet. I'm like, I know that thing. I don't know what what Jupiter rising or Mercury in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm using those words correct, but I hear the planet. I'm like, I know that thing. Yeah. OK, now I'm lost again. <laughs> um, yeah. But you do I, it, you do actually do a very good job explaining uh, everything you say. So Thank you. Um, I. I want to keep my, I, I, I always tell guests who are smarter than me, I like to keep my podcasts uh, at a very introductory level because I assume my my listeners are as dumb as I am. Uh, but then I listen to seven episodes of your podcast. I'm like, oh, now I'm like slightly smarter than <laughs> So I just, I'll try to dumb myself down for my listeners. But um, now you, oh, one thing. You'll notice me writing stuff down constantly. The the, cool. the more interesting things you say, the more I'm going to write, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but one thing you said about uh, your mother and uh, I think you said her boyfriends or something were all in the same month. The yeah. weirdest thing is I did hear Jay Leno was doing an interview just like last week on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. And he said every woman he ever 
was has been attracted to his entire life has the same exact birthday um that's and i mean like five to seven women like it's not i'm like that's one out of 365 days and they're all he said he actually met a younger girl and he's happily married and everything but he said i'm gonna i know i think i know what birthday what your birthday is and he was right so i mean there's something there's something and sometimes so part of my question as you can tell my questions end up being long rambling mush of so if you can pull the question out you're you're again you're you're uh very intuitive uh but i guess that's actually my question is someone like jay leno maybe he has or or your mother has that are some people just more in tune with what nate I, I guess astrology, what the what the universe is telling them, where it's like Jay Leno might th- say you might ask him right now, and he might say oh, astrology is bullshit, but maybe he thinks that, but maybe he's actually got a gift where he's actually super connected to again whatever it is in the in the universe. I guess we can call it astrology is the, but whatever the the thing is that makes the magic. I don't. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I think that there are a few, there are a few questions that I can intuitively pull out to answer. I think that, (laughs) I think that first, like there are people who are a little bit more attuned to these things. I think that that's natural. I mean, some of us are naturally attuned to decor. We walk into a house and we notice things about architecture or decor that other people won't notice. You know what I mean? Some of us are Mm -hmm. going to be attuned to birthdays or all of us have like these subtle attunements within our psyche. And, um, I do think that there are people who just have an attunement to birthdays and, uh, synchronicities that way. And I also think that it is very, uh, determined on the person's karma and because you can see karmic indicators in a birth chart. And for me, every single man I've dated seriously, I mean, not every single one of them, but I would say like eight out of 10, um, was born in April like around the same time in April. And it was like super, super fascinating. I think that some of us just kind of have, um, in August, (laughs) sorry, I'm like going off in August and (laughs) and January, but anyway, it's April, April is a special month for sure. But, um, all of that to say, if we have certain powerful indicators in our chart, especially in regard to relationship, I think that we will be more likely to catch these synchronicities. So for Jay Leno, for example, he probably has something super karmic. He may have uh, one of his karmic nodes of Rahu or K2 at a certain degree point. And when someone has their son, like if they were born in that period where their son will fall in that same degree, it probably creates that like suction cup attraction for like a karmic meeting. So I'm willing to guess that that's what it is. And for my mother, it's the same thing. Um, so it's, it's just like a karmic vortex for her. Um, so there are a few different components to it, but I'm never, ever surprised when I hear about those types of synchronicities. Is, uh, so people who have that kind of innate gift, uh, Mm -hmm. is there for people who have none of that whatsoever? (laughs) And I'm assuming I'm one of those people, um, is there something people can do to become more attuned or is it not necessarily important? Like 
some people can't sing you don't need to become a great singer just yeah do something that's else an interesting <laughs> question yeah I mean I think it just depends on what your desire is right like if you don't care then don't become a singer but if it's something that you really deeply want to attune to the step I would recommend is looking at your birth chart and coming to really understand your birth chart um and then you'll start noticing synchronicities with other people. If, if you know your birth chart and you know that your Venus is in the sign of Libra, and then you start meeting all these people and they're born with their son in Libra, it's like, you know why now, you know? So just, it kind of helps you understand other people by understanding yourself. I think that'd be the first step. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did my chart uh, creator on, on your uh, nice. website. And I, I have no clue what it means, of course. I but. mean, should we bring it up? I mean, do you I, know what time you were born? <laughs> I text my mom earlier to ask what time I was born. She said, I think 1245. So I'm like, okay. But yeah. yeah I, I, when's your birthday? Uh, December 11, 1986. Oh, wow. Happy belated. Thank you. And you said 12, like 45 p.m.? 1245 p.m. Yeah. And where? St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Born and, and stayed. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, um, if we don't have the exact time, I'm always really apprehensive to, um, aw. I'm always apprehensive to like do full chart readings if I don't have the time exactly, but just by looking, do you want me to share elements about your chart? Do you want to talk about it? Sure. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> I study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which I think is really important for people to understand. And it's different than the Western tropical system. I'm sure that you listened to seven of my podcasts and I say that at the beginning every single time. So mm -hmm. there's no way you didn't hear me say that. Um, but Vedic astrology, it uses the astronomical pr uh, placement of the planets. And so Western astrology, which is typically the horoscope astrology, it's based off of the sun's a relationship to the earth. It's not necessarily based on fixed star placement. And so essentially like right now it's December 19th, 2022 in Western astrology, Saturn would be an Aquarius. If we go outside with a star app and we find where Saturn is, we'll see at the final degrees of Capricorn, it's just about to enter Aquarius. So they have different measurements. That being said in Vedic astrology, your sun is in Scorpio as opposed to your Sagittarius sign, which would be your Western sign. <laughs> um, so that's something that you have to consider, but you know, it's like Scorpio is all about diving to the depths and gathering information and going below the surface. And so they love to do things like interview and, um, read and explore. It's about like gathering information, but an ex exploration, you know, your moon in Vedic astrology is actually an Aries. And this is actually a super powerful year for Aries. So I'm sure that you're going through some sort of transformation since March of 2022 until November of 2023. This is a big year um, for Aries development and sense of self and ego and expansion and things like that. Oh, my ego is always growing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's Aries. They're born, they're incarnated to expand their ego. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. So you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So the next time somebody gives you a hard time for having a big ego, just tell them that this is your karmic destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and that you're it's, allowed. it's the, the universe made me this way. What am I exactly. supposed to do? <laughs> mm -hmm. I did land my first movie role this year. So yep. in that time span. So there you go. Not surprised. That's the way it works.
And what, by the way, I do want to mention one of the, actually the only thing aside from your podcast and a couple notes I make to myself on here was Vedic. Uh, that was like the only thing I had on here. So I, I did I hear that every time and I was going to ask you, which obviously you just did to explain the difference a little more. Um, yeah. So one thing that I always question, but I guess this somewhat the details, the specificity on the, the birth calculator uh, sign thing of what exact time you were born maybe answers some of this question. But that's also my my other thing is, are you saying all the other babies in the hospital are basically clones of me or my personality? But obviously different parents, different upbringings, maybe they, you know. Mm -hmm. So... I, I think you get where I'm going with it, but it, that's it is if my parents had taken home the wrong baby, would it still be me? Yeah, do you do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it would be a different baby. Um, I so okay. So there are very complicated aspects to Vedic astrology. And so first of all, even if someone was born a few seconds after you, they are going to have different divisional charts. And so Vedic astrology, the original name for Vedic astrology is Jyotish. And that means science of light. And it's an Eastern science. And so in India, they approached astrology, not as some type of like magic trick that you do at parties to entertain people, but as like engineering, like it's, it's held in very high regard. And it's, it's, it incredibly complicated um, and technical. And so that being said, we have multiple different charts. We don't just have the birth chart. We also have different divisional charts that we want to assess in order to make predictions about somebody's life. So if a baby was born, you know, let's just say within five seconds of you, it's like they're going to have a pretty similar natal birth chart. But when we look at their divisional charts, their destiny is still going to have differences. Um, but, you know, it's like most of the babies born in the hospital, I imagine, would be born maybe five minutes apart, 13 minutes apart, 27. And then we're really getting some big differences with the birth charts when we're looking at that amount of time. I mean, five minutes is a lot in Vedic astrology um, or it can be. And so to answer the question, no. <laughs> it would be a different baby with a different destiny, but there can be similarities. You know, it's like for all the babies born on your birthday, December 11th, it's like, they're, they're going to have moon and Aries, you know, they're going to have Venus and Libra. They're going to have some similarities, but the way that it expresses through their life is going to be vastly different. Is, uh, I, I couldn't tell from your reaction whether that was the funniest or the dumbest question that you've ever been asked. It was amazing. <laughs> I I loved it. I wish that people asked me more questions like that, to be completely honest with you. That's uh, that's the way my brain works. That's <laughs> Is it a different baby? Or is it still me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me contemplate this theoretical. I mean, we could get really philosophical with that question, honestly. But Well, I, I remember, <laughs> I don't know why, I, I shouldn't even bring this up. Uh, but I remember, I, I want to say it was like a newer Outer Limits episode, that TV show in like, but like in the 90s, when I, I remember watching it as a kid, someone went back in time to kill baby Hitler and they did. And Hitler's parents just took their maids or their slave or whatever 
the heck it was, their servant's baby, and just paid her. And then they said, oh, here's Adolf. And basically the story was they were going to make, this baby was now going to be Hitler. So the woman who killed baby Hitler really just killed a baby. But, and I always thought that that's, is, that's not so, true. But <laughs> <laughs> So essentially it's like, I, I think that what you're touching on though is this concept of destiny, right? It's like, if there is going to be an event that happens, there's going to be a, a way, you know? And earlier you were talking about how it's like, uh, no such thing as predestination. I've got all the power. And I, you know, I think that there is a lot of room for personal power. And uh, again, it's like, according to my belief system, there is a lot that is kind of karmically determined. Um, and so it, there are certain events or certain people that we're supposed to meet it's like it doesn't really matter what we do it will happen in some way is uh so when we talk karma and everything uh i assume that means that and again i don't know if this is like a, a astrology belief or just your personal beliefs because i'm sure they're different uh answers to the question uh, not necessarily to this question but i assume that means you believe in reincarnation and like you're so you're not born the same person every time that still would work just fine with, I mean, you know what? Like it, I, not every one of my lives has to have the same astrology sign. If maybe I was a good person, I'll get a better one next life. Or <laughs> I know that's a really amateur way of saying that statement, but, uh, I love it. but is that in essence what it like, or is it, your sign's going to remain pretty similar throughout your life. It may transform depending on, you know, I, I don't know if it's like a, this life to the next, it can drastically change or like, all right, you did good. You'll get a little bit better this time. And if you keep it up in a thousand years, you'll be the perfect astrological sign. And then you're going to become a shitty person and go back to <laughs> See, you just touched on something really serious. I, I love that. It's like, a lot of the time people will see these charts of like celebrities or whoever. And it's like, well, their lives are so easy. They're so grace, da, da, da. But when you don't have challenges, you're not pressured to transform. And so much about the spiritual path is about evolution and transformation and change. And usually we do that when there's pressure and difficulty. So actually having some difficulties in your chart is a good thing if you're trying to evolve. Um, and that to say, I do believe in reincarnation. I think that we are set up with specific um, configurations in our birth chart that will support our development. And so earlier when I was saying, I was like, this is great. You know, in this lifetime, it's all about like cultivating your ego and your sense of self. It's like maybe in a previous lifetime, you didn't focus enough on yourself. Maybe it was more about other people and, um, investing energy and time and building other people up. And in this life, you're getting to really establish and fortify a sense of identity, you know? So we, there's multitudes of, uh, concepts to explore, but ultimately I really do believe that our birth charts are perfectly set up to guide us through different lessons and, um, experiences that are designed for our ultimate growth and positive development. If we choose to see it that way, um, it's, so there was one thing you said on a podcast and I'm blanking on Dr. Dr. Foss. Yes, that's it. I can't pronounce his last name. That's why I keep blanking. On it. Yeah. I don't know why I cannot say his name correctly. That's um, okay. but I was, that, I think that was the first episode of yours I listened to. 
And I remember one of the things you told him a story about, I think it was a coworker, a friend who uh, was perpetually single. She started dating a guy. They went to an astrologist who said their signs, they were not a good match and they broke up. Um, and you were not very happy at the uh, person, the astrologist who basically told them their relationship wasn't going to work and made them end it. Um, the thing that, so listening to that episode or that story, I was like, well, that's to me, that's what I like because it, the way you and Dr. Foss, if I said it correctly, mm -hmm. uh, both kind of approached it was like, well, you don't need to end the relationship because of the charts. It just it might be more difficult or something to that effect, I think was kind of the sentiment. It was like, to me, th this is what I heard. So I could be wrong, but this is how I interpreted it to make me happy was it, it's, you know, you, the stars can tell you a lot, but it is still your life and still your decisions to make. Um, and I, I guess my thing is if, if I found out my best friend had a star chart that said we were a terrible match, I wouldn't be like, oh, we're not friends anymore. And mm -hmm. I don't think you would tell me that I should do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, <laughs> so I don't know if I interpreted that just the way I wanted to hear it or if I was kind of on the right path with, because you both seemed to think that was really a shitty thing for the guy to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Foss told that story and he and I were both bewildered by it for sure. Mm. I, I think that, um, astrology again, you know, astrology is a science and there are going to be some good scientists. And then there are going to be some scientists that don't know what they're talking about. There are going to be some super optimistic scientists. Like, you know what I mean? There are going to be people that interpret things their way and, and choose to share things, choose to hold, to withhold things. Everyone's going to have their own style. Um, but what he and I were discussing is the danger of inflicting pain on a situation that isn't struggling, you know? So there were these people and they were dating. She had had a really rough dating experience and they finally found each other and they really liked each other. And then they went to an astrologer and he was like, okay, it's not going to work. And so it's like, in my opinion, it's really bad karma to see people who have, they're not having a problem. They're just going to an astrologer and then to create a problem, you know? And, and I think that a lot of the time with astrology, our own knowledge really is limited also. Like we have to really, really, really believe in what we're saying if we're going to say it. So if you have any doubt in your mind that you're wrong, that that match is, you know, uh, detrimental, you shouldn't say it if there's any doubt at all. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Right. And right. so, and people, and with that being said, it's like, as a practitioner, it's important to remember how seriously people take our words. And it's really important to instill optimism. And as people going to anyone, astrology, tarot, palmistry, whatever it may be, we have to remember that that is a person. It's not an enlightened being. It's not God. It's not someone who sees, you know, the endless, vast answers of the universe. It's someone just like we are, and we are prone of to make mistakes. And so if there's someone like you were saying, that's your best friend, that's your best friend, tried and true. You're, you're feeling it out. You know, um, you, you know, that that's your, your person and same thing with dating or whatever it may be. 
So I think that astrology can be really helpful for those situations to navigate challenges and to help us understand people better. I don't necessarily think that astrology should be used again to um, create problems <laughs> for people. It's, that's a, the, it's similar to, I was talking to a gentleman about mediums and he was not a medium, but he certified them or his organization certified them uh, with a very low approval rate. Um, but he kind of said the same thing to an extent of the mediums really generally only are supposed to give encouraging, good advice, not like, like if some, if the, the person's in danger or something, that's one thing, but even then they're supposed to handle it in a, you know, if, if they're channeling the, this person's mother and they say, you're a fat pig, they're not supposed to say that to the person right. they're supposed to right. say. She's concerned about your health or <laughs> so, so something to, to, to that extent. Um, so I feel, I, love that. <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of the, like, if this guy's like, Hey, this personality trait and this personality trait is going to just have to be something you guys work through or figure out if it comes up, that's one thing, but to just be like, you're done, you're bad, bad match, get stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, there's, I, I think you, I mean, really, I, I guess I'm re-saying -say, what you said is it's like, you, they, I don't think everyone understands how much stock people put into what they might consider an expert in something says. So you have to be really, you know, careful <laughs> about, yeah. about doing it. No, for sure. I mean, I think that you have to find someone who you really, really trust and then also really pay attention to what's happening inside of yourself and your intuition. And, um, you know, I mean, again, this, this path is about self-discovery and it's about self-realization. And so it's not about putting all of our faith and power into other people. It's about putting all of our faith and power into what we perceive as divine, you know, and that could be for a lot of us, it could be something external for other people. They choose to focus more on something internal, but regardless, it's connecting to this higher power. It's not putting all of our power into somebody else to make judgment calls for our life that are very significant. And I mean, again, it's like, I, I read charts for a living. <laughs> this is my job. So I'm not saying don't get astrology readings. I'm saying collaborate and really make sure that you trust who you're going to and just remember that it's a it's a symbiotic collaborative experience not necessarily an experience where you should just do whatever somebody tells you to do yeah why um this is often when i segue into other i guess i've already done that other topics i've talked about on the podcast previously but why i i, I asked this question so many times to guests whether it be uh, I was talking to a ghost hunter. Uh, nice. I, I, I've that talked. sounds fun. Yeah, he had a great a great story um, that he that he told in the podcast. But uh, I asked him. I've asked a bunch of people who do what I think. I'm trying to think of the. This is not me being derogatory, but what people deem as pseudoscience, like it's not real science. I don't understand why the scientific community is like enraged and act like they're insulted when people talk about exploring things like 
ghosts or astrology. Uh, to me, your explanation of astrology sounds very much like astronomy, like, you know, which is a real, mm -hmm. a real science. And I'm using quotation marks for the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, what, so I, I rail often on my podcast, bit, like against big science, like, mm -hmm. that's not real science. We will tell you what real science is. Uh, Interesting. And it, it makes me angry. And I'm a very, uh, I don't trust authority. So I always assume there's some conspiracy, like they don't want us to know for some reason. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting that you bring this up. I'm so glad that I finally have an outlet. For this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but were, you, <laughs> were you going to finish a thought? I feel like I cut you mm. off. Are you going to add anything to that? No, I was done. <laughs> I, you know, I heard this theory recently and I thought it was really interesting. And so first of all, I, I think that propaganda is the earliest way that you know the the forces that be realized they could troll could control like group thought mm -hmm. and it's been around since the dawn of time and i think that it's so interesting that more people are not privy to the fact that messages through the media are literally controlling our brains and this is something that has been used since again like the dawn of the printing press <laughs> so it's just fascinating. I think it's something that we all really need to think about that every single thing that we're witnessing through media is literally trying to sway the way that we think everything, everything that we're watching is trying to get us to think something or feel something. Um, and I'm also very, very conscientious of that and, and very mindful. Um, and when it comes to astrology, I heard this theory recently and it blew my mind. And it was that and again, I don't know. I haven't done any research on this. I have no basis in it. You're the scorpionic person. I'll leave it to you and see what you think. But apparently the forces that be use Vedic astrology. They use the sidereal system of astrology and they deliberately publicize Western astrology so that people have this tool that helps them feel empowered, but it's actually not as accurately guiding them to predictions. And there was someone, there was like a video where someone was like ranting about this, like really intensely. And like, they're very passionate about this idea. And again, like, I have no idea. I don't know. I think it's very fascinating. And I do, I, I would be so shocked. I would be floored if people in positions of power were not using Vedic astrology. I would be floored. Even JP Morgan, he had a quote way back in the day. He said, millionaire, he said, millionaires don't use astrology, but billionaires do. This was JP Morgan. Yeah. And I have teachers who have high profile clients, high profile clients. And they're not allowed to release the names, obviously, because of client confidentiality. But I know my teachers have these clients that go to them to help them make more money through the stock market and things of that nature. And you would never guess, you know, the types of people who are coming to astrologers to use this, but they would never, ever admit it. And so everyone pretends it's a pseudoscience and the media makes it seem like it's some type of like whack, wish, wash, you know, fringe minority. When in reality, you know, the elite forces, I definitely believe are using Vedic, Vedic specifically astrology. It's this is the way my conspiracy theory brain works is <laughs> bring it, it on it, well it, do it, this. it doubles back to kind of my first 
statement about why I was so predisposed to disliking astrology is really the 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 newspaper or or fortune cookie astrology type people are actually weapons used by the elites to make the majority of people think astrology is just crack science. So you, you hear your idiot coworker saying stupid stuff and you think, all right, well, that's obviously stupid. I'm never going to invest any time into that, but it's all a plan. That's all the, that's what they want the people to think. So there's, I totally, <laughs> I, I totally believe that. And I think that it also offers this like false sense of hope. Like if you, again, it's like not to dog on horoscopes if people are interested in month i mean i do weekly horoscopes but again when i do horoscopes it's like looking at everything right mm -hmm. but um it's like i think that it gives people this sense of hope and this sense of like security and and being able to know their future also but they don't even know the power that they could actually have by understanding their full birth chart yeah so it's, it's interesting it's i i hear you yeah, there's 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 something there. And it bothers me with I feel like it's bothered me more the last couple of years when there's been such a debate. And then, you know, somebody declared himself they are science. I'm like, oh, that seems not not like a smart thing to say. <laughs> it's so amazing that so many scientists came out. There were so many like millionaires and billionaires coming out of the woodworks in the last few years who are suddenly scientists and like know things about the medical industry. I was like, wow, I had no idea that you went to medical school or <laughs> they, <laughs> any type of wellness degree. They they know amazing. where their money's invested. <laughs> yeah, right. That's uh, yeah, that's it's interesting, and I I feel like there is a grand um. And see, well, I, I guess I can't really talk about it because it's not, but I'm I'm being cast in another movie uh, as a as a crackpot scientist, basically, but I'm actually right about everything. Um, so it really fits my actual personality, oddly enough. That's <laughs> that's those are the funnest roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, yeah, it'll be uh, that'll be pretty easy, I think, for me to transition to that person, because I do think there's something I haven't been able to put my finger on it. But that's why I like to talk to people who. You know, I it's a comedy podcast because I'm not smart enough to have an intelligent podcast, but but uh, oh my God, it's, it's you're uh, smart I, enough to know when your brain is being controlled. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have just haven't put with all. all of the connections together yet. It's it's mm. coming and then I'll be a crazy person who, you know. Yeah, then if I'm really successful, the I'll get like a Netflix special out of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're really successful, you may kind of like disappear off the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, that's that's the beauty of so podcasting. So keep playing the dumb card. I see what you're doing. Keep see. calling yourself stupid and dumb. I'm behind that's, it. It's it's my cover. It's my shield. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a good it's like me taking a taking a glass a, taking a drink on stage if i would do stand-up comedy because if i stumble or flub a joke i'll just pick up my drink ah cheers i'll blame it on the alcohol yes you know it's a it's a it's a hacky it's a hacky bit uh <laughs> um i so crate um i want to ask you if this is true or if my mind was playing tricks on me so I, when I was driving my daughter to school on Thursday, I think it was, 
the day I it's Thursday or Friday. The day is not necessarily important. Uh, but I was listening to your podcast, and I believe it was a podcast you put out like Wednesday of last week. Maybe it was Thursday. It was it was last week, and you mentioned. And now I was driving, so I could not rewind the podcast to. But I, when you said something, I'm like, did she just say that, or did I imagine she said that? Something about tornadoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there literally was the day before there was a tornado. There's never tornadoes in St. Pete. There was a tornado Mm -hmm. less than two miles from my house that I actually was going to go to my parents' house and I would have driven at that exact time into the tornado. But Mm -hmm. the weather was bad. So my dad said, don't bother coming over today. Uh, I drove by it when I was going to pick up my son from school and I had no clue what was it was a I mean, it's a crazy scene, torn trees uprooted out of the ground, roofs gone, crazy scene. And then the next day I'm listening to your podcast and you're talking about tornadoes. And I'm like, I don't know if she meant literally tornadoes, but that's really weird that I'm hearing this literally Hmm. after a tornado was very on the same road I live on, even, but just a couple, Hmm. uh, you know, a couple miles away. I'm like, that is, it's very weird that I, I don't know. I felt like it was very strange. So I wanted to ask if if I did hear that right, which I guess I did. But again, I don't know if you meant it literally or not. But even if you didn't, that was pretty coincidence, cosmic, whatever. I was, yeah. my mind was blown a little bit. Yeah, no, we're, we're having, you know, astrologically right now, you can see there being natural disasters involving wind or like, you know, tornadoes. And I, I, I think that I brought it up because I had mentioned that on a specific podcast that I posted months ago about this kind of this period, potentially bringing natural disasters with wind or tornadoes. And so typically if a prediction is manifesting, I'll usually just kind of reference it a little bit to bring merit to astrology. Yeah. Well, again, they don't happen much in St. Pete's. (laughs) So I don't know if I've ever, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen one touch down in the actual city and it's so crazy that i literally i mean i was on the scene like less than two hours after it hit um and i would have actually possibly died in the tornado if i had left my house when i planned to to go to my parents um so maybe my dad had some sort of channeling thing and said don't bother the weather sucks i don't know but yeah (laughs) just so weird i i just when you Again, I I was driving and I'm like, I want to rewind and hear what she said, but I I don't want to crash my car. So totally get it. I I had to double check on that. One other thing, one last topic I did want to you. I've heard you mention this at least twice, and I love the way you say it. So I don't want to say it incorrectly, but it was about um, it was something. Um. I'm trying to think. I'll let you. I think you'll know what you. It was about uh, alcohol and that you know you you crave food or alcohol. You might just be craving meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, my initial thought as a as a stupid alcoholic was, well, I feel like when I drink, I am meditating. Like I I get into a <laughs> meditative state. I know that's not the truth, but that's the alcohol brain talking to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it is an interesting, uh, and again, I don't want to misstate it, but I think that's ba- the gist of what you said. Um, is that to be fully enlightened, 
Hmm. I say that with all the pomp and circumstance that comes with it, uh, is drugs and alcohol. Or again, you, I think you mentioned, you know, food even, uh, are those, well, obviously you can't not ingest food. That's a stupid <laughs> line. To draw. But is it like, you... I know what you mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Overindulgence. Yes. Eating maybe more than planned. Yeah. 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 Cake, chocolate, too much of it. Gluttony. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is that, you know, someone who, who drinks a lot, are they a lost cause in essence? No, no it, one's a lost cause. But if they continue to drink, are they? <laughs> it just depends on what your goals are. And my, my teacher, Dr. Foss, he had a funny way of, of saying it. Um, he's like, we're all going to end up monks eventually. It just depends how long it takes to get there in terms of lifetimes. So all of us are going to end up sober, celibate, enlightened. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends when we, and I don't, you know, I say that partially in jest because I don't think that you, the way that I was taught, you don't have to be a monk in order to uh, gain liberation. So you can be a householder, you can have kids, you can be in a relationship and all that and still reach enlightenment. Uh, again, the way that I was taught. But, and so I do say that playfully and he says that playfully. Um, but I think that it's not about stopping doing anything. It's about increasing the things that make your life more expansive, you know? And so I wouldn't necessarily say it's about ceasing alcohol right now. It's more about meditating every day if you're not, or practicing breath work every day if you're not, or um, doing some type of spiritual practice. You know, I never when people ask me those types of questions, I never encourage just like cutting something out. I just include more of like, if you're wanting more spirituality, do more spirituality. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a weird follow-up question because I can't meditate. I, 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 you walk and meditate. Um, the, no, not really. Okay. Um, the only, the closest I get, I feel, is when I I try to commit myself to take afternoon naps at least a couple times a week. Nice. And that, I'm like, that's the closest I get, even though I have very vivid dreams because wow. I go to sleep sober. My dreams are crazy. Uh, but uh, that's that's that I'm like, I feel like that's my my happy place is is when I the weekends I don't have my kids. I drop them off at school Friday morning. Friday afternoon, I'm going to take a 90 minute nap every other nice. Friday. And I try to do it yeah. at least one other day during the week, just to, and I'm like, that's my meditation, but I don't know that it really is. I just like to say that I'm trying to be more enlightened. So I'm taking a nap <laughs> might be an excuse to take a nap. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you really need rest and you really value the sensation and feeling and rejuvenation that comes with rest. And you're associating that to something spiritual, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think that also, you know, it's like if, if napping is your thing, there's something called yoga nidra. And so I recommend yoga nidra. There's a lot of different recordings online available, and it may be something that you can get interested in. Yoga nidra. Okay. Yeah, it's like a yogic sleep. All right. I'm making a note for myself here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Well, Christine, I'm going to ask you to give your plugs. I will tell you first my my last my last tweet. This this tells you how enlightened I am. My last tweet was: if I start second guessing my drunk decision making now, the whole thing's going to collapse. So <laughs> that's where I am. <laughs> You've locked yourself into something. Yeah, yeah, it's a house of cards. Like you can't go, okay. can't can't blow it down now, or <laughs> it's going to be messy. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Christine, uh, obviously the podcast is astrology now. Uh, where can people find you? And obviously, I assume they can find the podcast anywhere they find uh, lovely podcasts, excellent podcasts. Yeah, thank you. So yes, so astrology now. My website is innerknowing.yoga. My Patreon account, where I do offer weekly horoscopes that are more specific for each of the twelve signs, is Patreon.com/slash Astrology Now Podcast, and my Instagram is Astrology Now underscore Podcast. And those are my plugs. Perfect. And uh, as yeah. always, they'll all be linked in the show notes below, listener. Uh. Christine, thank you so much for putting up with me. Uh, thank you for having me. It was so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, yeah, again, seriously, I I uh, thank you for answering questions you've probably never heard worded so poorly before. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Christine. For joining me um and uh thank you for listening i hope you got something from that um with every one of these interviews i always want to make sure people know if you have questions about something from the episode uh that maybe should be asked to the guest feel free to send them to me i mean worst case i won't respond um but you know i might forward it to the to the guest and ask them and answer it. Uh, so, you know, just feel free. Um, and uh, I get, now, after the, you listen to the rest of my outro, you can go listen to these her podcast, uh, which, again, is very enjoyable. And um, I think it's bi, uh, or not bi-weekly. I think it's two episodes a week, but I don't know. Uh, it seems like it, but maybe I just listened to some of the backlog episodes that show up on the podcast place I use. Uh, <laughs> if you don't pay me, you don't get a sponsor drop. It's my resolution in 2023 till I get drunk the first time and talk about what whiskey I'm drinking. Um, yeah, so it hadn't struck me what, uh, I think I mentioned in the rerun last week in the intro because I did do intros for those two episodes. I'm not a savage. Um, I did. I think I mentioned Isabella getting her uh, appendix taken out. That was a fun December 26th and 27th. Um, but it makes me grateful. Uh, we live in a place with a wonderful, actually, I believe a couple wonderful, but like the best in the country, one of them, uh, children's hospitals, um, and it, and not that once you know it's appendicitis, it's a routine surgery. But there wasn't 
I don't know when she, she Bella's had two other surgeries and I was petrified both times. Um, not because the doctor, uh, not necessarily because where the surgery was, um, what they may have been in the same hospital. I don't know. No, they weren't. Um, but no, this was, uh, I don't know. I felt at peace. Uh, I think she was, was comfortable as she could be and confident. Um, I was confident there weren't going to be any, you know, major complications that that had me, you know, pacing up and down the halls or crying or anything like that. Um, so grateful for the uh, hospital staff. And then of course, you know, when, uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin for the Bills had his heart attack on the field. You know, you got to see the 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 first responders and and uh, UC, you know, University of Cincinnati Hospital treating him. Uh, you know, it's it's I don't uh, agree with a lot of things that doctors say or get paid to say um, about certain things. Not a maybe not the issue you're thinking of, but you know, talking about things like, you know, I know doctors have referenced the the old outdated and incorrect food pyramid before. Um, I know some doctors Google things and just spew that out. Um, it's a stand-up bit about that that I did. Didn't go well, but happened to me. Uh, and I don't even judge the doctor negatively for that. I just sometimes think uh, doctors get a little too uppity. Like, you know, you don't know everything. I have access to Google, too. Um, but it is, it's nice to be reminded how important, uh, doctors, nurses, uh, hell, just knowing how to perform CPR, uh, is, um, I was CPR certified, but that, I know that only lasts a year. So maybe I should, maybe that'll be something I'll do this year is just go re, uh, recertify my CPR training because I think it continues to change a little bit. I know when I, the last time I did it, I think you only blew in the mouth like once just to make sure the airway was clear. Um, and I don't know if you do that at all now, but you know, maybe that's why I should go get recertified and maybe you should too. Uh, (laughs) you never know when it's going to come in handy. Um, I do, I do always have recurring dreams or dreams. They're not dreams. Thank God. Don't speak that into existence. I'd always have the recurring fear of eating steak by myself at home that I'm going to be found choked to death on a steak because no one's here to give me the Heimlich. Um, and even if I had my kids, that would arguably be worse because I don't think either one of them is capable of performing the Heimlich. They might be able to call 911, uh, you know, but probably loss of oxygen to the brain at that point might be pretty intense by the time they arrive. Uh, unless you tell them there's an armed black man prowling the house, they'll be here in 22 seconds. If that were the case, I kid, I kid, maybe, uh, (laughs) all right, before I get myself in trouble, boom, it's over.